When you married the boy, you also married the family. And that in-law relationship is notoriously negative. Well, it's a cliche, but they say relationships are a two-way street. So my next guest wants you to take accountability for your side of the road. Studio 5 parenting contributor Heather Johnson is asking us to be better daughters-in-law. <laughs> and she's here to tell us how. So last week, I know that you guys talked about mothers-in-law mm -hmm. and you had like that keyword that it was empathy. And we're gonna listen to a little clip real quick. We're gonna start with empathy with all, any relationship, right? Not just in-law relationships, but any relationship. To be empathetic, we need to stop judging. The other thing we need to do as a mother-in-law, if we want it to be healthy, is we have to see it as their truth. Okay, so we have to pay attention to the other person's truth. So as we're kind of looking at that different role of daughter-in-law, where does the empathy come in there? Same exact thing. We're gonna make sure that we're empathetic as a daughter-in-law, that we look at our mother-in-laws and we don't judge them, that we don't judge if they raise their kids right or if they celebrate the holidays right or if their traditions and the way they handle things are accurate. We're not gonna judge them. And we're also gonna see that the way they've done it and the way that they have viewed their life is true to them. And we're gonna honor and respect that right out of the gate. So empathy, we have to have it in order to build strong relationships. It doesn't matter who it's with. Uh, easier said than done for yes. a lot of people, I think. And some of us have fantastic and some of us, it's more of a struggle. Mm -hmm. And this is a broad question, but is there kind of a general rule of thumb besides what you just said about just being a good daughter-in-law? Yeah, well, there's a number of things that we wanna make sure we talk about to be a good daughter-in-law. And one of the first things is, we wanna make sure that we're developing our own relationships with our mother-in-laws. So instead of relying on our husband's relationships and how they view them and the connection that they have, we're gonna get to actually know our mother-in-laws. Do you know what they like and don't like? Do you know their favorite color? Do you know their hobbies? Do you know their pastimes? We're actually gonna treat them like a person instead of an extension of our husbands and we're gonna get to know them and we're gonna do that and build this relationship. Now that also means that when we're building our own relationship with them that we wanna build it on understanding, not on agreement. There are a million things that we're not gonna agree with our mother-in-laws on as a daughter-in-law. We wanna make sure that we're just looking to understand one another when we build our own relationship. The other thing about our own relationship is that when we have a good relationship with someone, we do things that help, them make, help make them feel important. Relevant is the word we wanna hear in our heads when we're daughter-in-laws working with these new mother-in-laws. We wanna look at them and do all we can to help our mother-in-law feel relevant, feel important. She has been important to our husbands his whole life and now all of a sudden she's going through these changes and shifts and we want to honor and respect that so the first thing we can do is we want to develop our own relationships with our mother-in-law do you think that an important part of that would be spending one-on-one -on -one time i mean we say that about our children absolutely you can spend one-on-one -on -one time even communicating with them personally instead of always communicating through your husband i mean heaven forbid we we have a conversation with them on our own we can do all of those things and spend that time to get the know, to know them just like you would a friend we can get to know our mother-in-laws and they can become friends. We need that, we need I that. think, or else your life's gonna be a little yeah. rougher. Um, okay, and your next point is, I think it applies to any relationship we have about not making it about you. We cannot make what our mother-in-laws do about us. So for example, they bring over dinner. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad cook or that I don't feed my family, right? They're over visiting and they pick something up off the floor and they put it away. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad housekeeper. Right? They have a comment about something that our children have done, a suggestion, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent. We have to honor and respect that 
the things they say and do don't mean anything negative about us. They actually could be trying to help and bring us dinner. They could do it because they remember what it's like to have six kids at home and you know try to figure out what's happening for dinner that night. They could be doing it from that place. And even if they aren't, it's still our responsibility to not make it about us so that we can cultivate a healthy relationship so that we show up the way that we wanna show up. Yeah, right. thanks for saying that because in my head I'm thinking, uh-huh, but sometimes yeah. they actually are saying, uh -huh. oh, this girl never cleans the for house sure. as they're putting things up on the mantle. So how do we, how do we make sure that we don't react in a negative way. We wanna show up as who we wanna be as a daughter-in-law instead of deciding who we're gonna be based on their intent. We don't actually know that about any person. So to base my behavior off of what I've decided, which I never have all the information about my mother-in-law, I might misstep there. And so I'm gonna show up the way I wanna show up so I can continue to act and treat her in a way that I'm comfortable with. And I want proud to be good of. with me. You want to be proud, proud of the way you're acting. Yep, okay. I'm proud of. How do we gatekeep? What are you saying? Be a good gatekeeper. So that has a negative connotation to me. Yeah, our responsibility and where we stand is we actually control the gate between a mother-in-law and her grandchildren. I'm responsible. I'm the gatekeeper right there. I get to decide what type of relationship these two generations are going to have. And it's our responsibility as daughter-in-laws to work to keep that gate wide open so that our mother-in-law can have a relationship with her grandchildren and in turn, our grandchildren can benefit from what it's like to have relationships with generations that have come before them. If we're jealous, if we make things about us, if we judge, if we don't build those relationships, we tend to keep the gate closed or we just open it up a little bit. We don't open it wide so that they can come and go with ease. We get to decide that. The other thing we can do to be a really good gatekeeper is to make sure that the things that we say about our mother-in-laws are always safe. And so that when we speak to our children, when we speak to our husbands, that we're saying those things about them that help cultivate that relationship to help keep that gate open. It means we don't judge, but it's our job to keep the gate open. And we wanna make sure that we live in a way where that gate stays wide open. Okay, I love that. I'm gonna I'm call it that, be that a gate opener. Opener, Be sure, a gate sure. opener. Or keep okay. it open. <laughs> um, set them up to succeed. This is something that we often say about our kids. Mm -hmm. How are we doing this for mothers-in-law? This means that we inform them. Heaven forbid we let them know what's going on and we tell them when the piano recital is or at the end or at the beginning of each new season, how awesome would it be if we sent them all the schedules for everybody's games and activities at the beginning of every season. Now we have to be careful because oftentimes we send those schedules out and then when they don't show up, we hold it against them. It's not our job to decide to set them up to succeed by forcing them to attend and support. It's just our job to make sure they have all the information and then we're not gonna judge what they do with that information. I do send out the email, like these are the activities, and then I assume everyone's like me where they get that and they immediately put it on their calendar. My friend gave me a great um, example. She said, you know, I just always the night before just shoot a quick text, hey, just a reminder, because they forget or they didn't write it down, I'm like, oh. Okay. Or they get busy and mm -hmm. we, we don't recognize they have their own lives and their own friends and their own situations. But that's such a cool example of setting them up to succeed. But oftentimes we don't send that. And then when they don't show up, we sit back and go, oh, they're not supportive or she's not this or she's not that. When really, maybe she forgot. And so to set them up to succeed, again, means that we inform them, we help remind them, we just include them the same way we would a friend, someone else who's supporting our kids. And this setting them up for success is also making sure that we go back to minding what we say about them. If we say uncomfortable things to our kids, we're not setting that relationship up for success. So we have to be really careful. And the last thing that we often overlook is we wanna make sure as daughter-in-laws that we stay out of any past experiences. 
they're none of our business. It's very easy to be involved in a family and things come up from the past and we think that we need to have a say or an opinion or get our hands in it or solve it. And it's easy to do that because we look and say, well, this is my family now and this is my husband and our children and so I should be involved. But if there are situations that have happened in the past, we need to stay out of them. And if someone asks our opinion, we can say, that happened before my time <laughs> and I don't have an opinion about it. And it will help us cultivate this beautiful relationship with a mother-in-law who has sacrificed for decades for the person that we've married and loved, right? We forget that. We forget that the person that we've fallen in love with and that we're creating a family with is a byproduct of this woman. And so we wanna make sure that we're doing all we can to respect and to honor and to love the fact that she's made those sacrifices. That's it will a help good our reminder. I'm going to keep this segment and when my kids get married, then yeah. I'll give it we'll, to my we'll daughters-in-law. <laughs> and so we've, we've tackled the daughter-in-law, the mothers-in-law, the daughters-in-law. The final installment of our in-law series, we're going to be how to be a better sister-in-law, yeah. which I think is a big one for everyone. And so whether your siblings, it's your sibling's spouse or your spouse's siblings, mm -hmm. right? You're a sister-in-law to these. So Heather's going to help us step up our game and create those stronger bonds. And Heather does private counseling too, and you can get her information on our website. Thanks, Heather. Yep.